Gospels from the 23rd and 24th chapter of St. Luke. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to the sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen clothes by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The Gospel to the Lord. Grace and peace of our risen Lord Jesus Christ be with all of you this day. Amen. I wonder how the women responded to that question they were asked. They came to the tomb. The stone has been rolled away. And instead of finding Jesus' body, there are two men in dazzling clothes who asked them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. We can only imagine what was racing through their minds. We did not come looking for life. We are here tending to death. You see, we were there. We saw our Lord Jesus whipped and beaten, we saw how they nailed him to a cross in a slow and gruesome death. He looked at us when he took his last breath. We watched as the body was slowly taken down and wrapped in a linen cloth, and we walked then with the body as it was laid in the tomb. Now we are here to show love in the only way we can, to clean and anoint the body and to say our last goodbye. 
We are grieving. We can't take anymore. We don't get to hear the women's response, of course. All we know is that they left that place and they needed to tell somebody. So they went to the other disciples, the ones they knew best, the ones in whom they could trust because they had all been together with Jesus. And so they came to the disciples and they told them that the tomb was empty and that Jesus was risen. But the disciples, their trusted friends, could not receive their words. They called what the women shared an idle tale. The Greek word here means garbage, or more directly, it means BS. The only time the word is ever used in the entire New Testament is to describe how the news of Jesus' resurrection is perceived. Imagine how those faithful women felt when their most trusted friends called their sacred experience BS. In January, my cousin died of ALS at age 45. We were at the church and the pastor had gathered us for a prayer before the funeral began. And we were about to walk down the aisle as the opening hymn began. And I heard a voice say to us, just remember this goodbye is temporary. My body reacted in a mash of fight and flight. My chest hardened, my hand became fists, and all the saliva in my mouth dried up. And every bit of fluid left in my body began to stream from my eyes. I could not accept her words. I could not listen to what she said. There had been too much death and way too much dying. Nothing felt temporary. What I felt in my body was real and it was heartache and the reality of death held me. I put an invisible shield around myself and I said under my breath, just let me be in my grief. Don't try to move me from this place because I cannot take any more. I know some of you are weeping over fresh graves. Some of you are planning funerals this week. And for some of us, the impact of death is still affecting the course and routine of daily life. Even on Easter morning, we cannot escape the reality of death and how it changes us. Resurrection does not take away the burning tears or the shock of disbelief. It's not a pill we swallow to make it all better. Resurrection is jarring and it's offensive because it takes what we know and it blows it up. If death is not the end, then what? What is it that we can control? Where can we stand on solid ground and what can we rely on? And if resurrection is true, why does death still hurt so much? After Peter called the women's story BS, he went to the tomb. He had to see for himself. 
Luke tells us that he got up and he ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. And he went home and was amazed at what had happened. There the reading for today ends. Luke doesn't tell us that Peter all of a sudden believed. He doesn't tell us that the pit in his stomach subsided and everything in his life was made better. Rather, Luke tells us that Peter was amazed at what had happened. Amazed is the same word that is used to describe the feeling of all who are gathered around the manger to hear what the shepherds had told them from the angel the night of Jesus' birth. It is the same ways the disciples felt when they were alone in the boat and Jesus stilled the raging storm at sea. Amazed holds both gut-wrenching fear and sheer wonder. Amazed is the feeling that something that has just happened in which we could not have done on our own. Amazed is the sense that the holy is near, so very near, and that this unpredictable, often scary, grief-filled world is held by a force of love that is interested in the exact moment in which we find ourselves. But this amazement cannot and should not take away grief. We grieve because we love a person, an expected future, the beauty of what gets created in this life. We grieve because death separates us from what and whom we have loved. God knows this. God raised Jesus from the dead to forever change the course of this life, to make love transcend the boundaries that seem to separate us, so we could know that nothing can separate us from God. Nothing. Resurrection sets creation on a new path. God has eternally changed what we perceive as the end, although it is still so difficult to take it in to really believe it is true. There is not a neatly finished hem in the events of Easter morning. The body is missing from the tomb, and so is the risen Jesus. Instead, he promises to meet us on the road as we travel the day after death and the days after that. And it takes guts to get out of bed and take these steps. This Easter story also holds deep honoring in what had to happen in order for resurrection to be possible. God had to die. God through Jesus does not bring life from life. God through Jesus Christ brings life from death. You cannot get to Easter without the gut-wrenching grief of Good Friday. The promise and possibility of resurrection comes from the darkest place of suffering. Its birthplace is the depth of dying. God raises the dead and God raises the grieving. And you know what? Resurrection cannot rush you along your path of grief, yet it promises it will come. Faith is sparked and sustained and renewed as we hear the living word of God, as we gather to receive, like we are today, God's grace that comes 
when God's promise is proclaimed in regular things like water, bread, and wine. Your resurrection encounter will not be like someone else's. If you have experienced the agony of suffering and death, then resurrection will be found in your life. Wait for it, watch for it, because it is given for you. And know that wherever you are in your faith, in your grief, in your belief or unbelief, that is the exact place that God promises to be found. Resurrection cannot be forced upon you, but it will meet you as you make your way. God, who created the heavens and the earth out of nothing, is still moving stones, breathing life into your grieving lungs, and raising both the living and the dead. Even when we cannot take it in, even when the words sound like an idle tale, Christ is risen. Amazing. Amen.